My name is Kalila Jones, and you're listening to Dark Feminine, episode one. My name is Kalila Jones, and I am the founder of Careful Feet Digital, a digital marketing agency based in London, and Dime Digital, an AI-driven social media and branding automation tool also based in London. Although I tend to dislike storytelling, which I suppose is quite surprising for a marketer. Um, and, and there is a reason for that, which I will go into in just a second. I am going to spend this first podcast telling my story. Uh, the reason I dislike storytelling is that sometimes I think that people can hide behind a story and not offer very much information of value or substance. And as a marketer and just as a busy person, I really like to stick to things that help me learn and expand and grow. And if I feel that the story is getting in the way of that, I'm going to skip over that and get to the good bit to quote the Rizzle Kicks. But I think that in the beginning um, of anything, it's really important to have context. And here in particular, I think with my story, a lot of female entrepreneurs will see themselves um, in my story and therefore hopefully, um, you know, take away some of the, the lessons that I have learned. And also you'll want to continue, continue tuning in. First, I just want to point out or um, level set that this podcast is for anybody, but particularly it is for those of us who identify as female and those of us who are entrepreneurs. And both of those things uh, obviously can mean a lot of things, but if you identify as female and you are thinking about starting your own business, you have just started your own business, you've been running your own business for millions of years, or you know you just started five seconds ago, wherever you are in that, this podcast is for you. So I'm going to start by telling the story of where the name of this podcast came from, and really, I think, where, where this is going. So I've always thought of myself as a fairly masculine person. And if you were to see me, um, that that isn't necessarily from the way that I look, but I'm talking more from my behaviors and my personality. I am pretty loud. Uh, I'm bossy. I'm super opinionated. Um, and when I started my business, I guess I kind of assumed that I would be this girl pushing back in a man's world. I've always kind of been um, an activist for different causes. And I, I maybe felt or assumed that me pushing back against uh, men, old white men in particular, um, would be another kind of like cause celeb for me. Um, and yes, if I, I think about myself 10 years ago, I definitely had this romantic notion of me kind of standing up in front of, uh, you know, these these men and giving them a, basically a taste of their their own medicine. But in the, the eight or 10 years that I have been an entrepreneur, I have learned that that is not possible 
or at least it has not been possible for me. Uh, my experience has been not that. Um, from everything from my looks, I have very big boobs, very wide hips. I look very feminine to the network that I have or networks that I have. I'm not connected in any way to any good old boys, to, you know, well-connected or well-funded men. Um, I'm, I'm clearly not a man and I'm not a rich white man and I don't really have any connections um, to any. So that whole kind of notion of mine was a non-starter. But even even so, my personality is such that I felt like I embodied the quote-unquote good business traits that are prescribed by um, this patriarchal archetype that we we tend to have in at least Western society, or at least in you know growing up in the suburbs of of, of Washington D.C. That there were you know dad goes out, makes a good living. Mom stays at home, raises the kids. Uh, in in my experience, dad going out to make a living often coincided with dad's going out and like meeting up with people and traveling and living this dynamic life. And mom is not necessarily. And uh, you know maybe that's that's kind of this blueprint that I I've kind of told myself and that I've grown up with. And those are things that I need to think through. But the bottom line is that. I really felt like if I took on those patriarchal um, kind of stereotypical ideas of of how to work, so work really hard, deny yourself to get to that next that next phase if that means you're working hard. Like literally, don't even get up to like go to the bathroom, work until eleven midnight. Beyond that, um, be super monetarily focused, like really focused on your bottom line, your revenue. How much money are you making? That is success. I I felt like that would bring me really far, and maybe this is exacerbated by the fact that you know I don't I don't want children. That's something that I'm very upfront about, um, and in all three of the very serious uh, romantic relationships that I've had, I've been the higher earner. So when we think about um, kind of that patriarchal archetype that I'm talking about, um, yeah, I, I can easily slip into that masculine role. Um, so this mindset or approach, and it really was quite subconscious, uh, culminated I really shouldn't say culminated. There, there is a an ending, um, in a way. But really, the approach um, was a very long and sustained kind of way of living, um, and that way of living always saddled me with several kind of negative effects. The first is that I was, and I mean, this is something I still battle with. I, I was super judgmental, going to use the past tense so that, uh, yeah, putting that behind me. I particularly was judgmental of stay-at-home moms, um, but yeah, I, I could be judgmental of, of just so many, so many little things. Basically, anyone who's making a different decision from mine or what mine would be, uh, there was judgment there. I was extremely uh, perfect. Perfectionistic—that is not a word—but I, I was a perfectionist, um, and would 
I mean, bend over backwards, get physically ill if things were not, to my mind, perfect. Uh, earlier this year, I actually was, for the first time ever, um, I had a client who was so unhappy that they threatened to sue me. And I spent a month, including pretty much our entire holiday in India, which you know, particularly now I'm thinking was a once in a lifetime opportunity given COVID and everything. Um, I've spent, I spent it working. Uh, and yeah, it, it, it was very, very bad. Um, and I, I also was extremely oversensitive. Any little slight, perceived slight, any little thing that someone said, anything that dinged against, um, you know, my ideas of, like I said, how I thought things should be, the decisions that I would make, or that dinged against my perception of perfectionism, of being in control of everything, because that's what I thought perfect would be. Um, it would just throw me over. And I was just so, so sensitive to that. Um, and what that all kind of laddered up to was that I was tying my self-worth to my job. If things weren't going well in my company, then things were not going well for me as a person. And really, if my company was not doing well, I had this realization that I did not feel worthwhile as a person. And it was that last point, really tying my self-worth to, I mean, essentially my job. Even though I own my own company, at the end of the day, it all does just culminate in this is my job. And I'm not a surgeon. No one's life is in my hands. I work in digital marketing. So yeah, really needing to put that in perspective. Um, I, I, I had a I had a breakdown uh, at this at the start of, of June 2020 this year, but I suppose for posterity I'll, I'll mention <laughs> I'll mention the year. And at, at that point, um, you know, it was the depths of COVID. We'd lost a lot of clients because of the situation and people just, you know, not being able to continue paying the the marketing agencies that they were paying before. The business was in the really the first rough patch that we'd ever had. Um, you know, the lawsuit really notwithstanding, given that that was really looking back at it very easily settled. And um, I know everyone who who is threatened with being sued says this, but seriously not not something that uh, I'm going to really take on. Really proud of myself for saying that, by the way. But anyway, the the business was in a rough patch and I felt like my world was collapsing. And the really fucked up thing here, not really sure if you can say the F-bomb on podcast, but whatever, here we go. Uh, the really fucked up thing was that I felt like my world was collapsing not because we were in lockdown, not because I hadn't seen friends for months, not because, you know, things with my husband, both of us being at home all the time, led to us getting into just silly little arguments, not because I wasn't sure about the next time I would see my family. I was feeling like if my business is not doing well, what worth am I to the world? And that led to lots of other questions. Who am I? What do I want? What do I need? And really, at the end of the day, how do I feel? And I could not answer any 
of those questions. So although I've always really embraced my femininity shallowly, I've already kind of described um, when you look at me, there's not really, uh, yeah, I, I, I look very, very much like what society uh, thinks a female should look like, big boobs, big hips. Um, I, I didn't realize that a lot of the answers to my fundamental questions in this breakdown moment lay in my, in my feminine, because I really had never looked or felt past, yeah, the, the big boobs, the big hips, the long legs, the, you know, long hair, the things that like are just, when we think about it, a skin bag, they don't really mean much. So, I mean, I'm not, and never have been, and likely never will be, a super girly girl. I'm not going to, you know, pop up tomorrow, um, you know, wearing dresses every day. Not that there is anything wrong with that. Um, but that just is not me and it never will be. And it never has been. Um, I, I, I've always been, and again, in my mind, I always kind of just thought quite masculine. Uh, No one has, you know, I've never needed someone to tell others, not to put me in a corner on my behalf. Let's just let's just put it that way. Um, and so it was in starting to kind of feel, stop being so much in my head, but like really thinking, how do I feel right now? What are the emotions that I'm feeling? What are the deeper emotions that maybe my stress or anxiety is obscuring? That's where I really started to find out about this idea of the the dark feminine oof even the term is like so so alluring to me it it's like the first time i i heard it i was just like i'm black check i'm a girl check uh just kidding but but really uh, that that term really the first time i heard it when i was looking into yeah my femininity and what this means beyond my body Um, my physical body, when I came across that, I just was really drawn to it. And if you Google it, um, a lot of what you're going to see is about sex, the occult, seduction. I've even seen some references to like murder and revenge. And regardless of what your individual opinions and perceptions of those things are, that could make its own very interesting uh, topic of conversation or even podcast. That is not what I want to explore here. What I want to explore are other elements of the dark feminine, other traits, passion, strength, courage, grit. These are all traits that are all too often conflated with masculinity. That's what I've been doing for the past, you know, 25 years of my life. And as I explore this, as I share my journey as an entrepreneur and how I tap into this exploration and what I'm learning and apply that to being a leader of a company being, you know, the leader of my life, being the leader of my relationship and 
not just my marriage, but other relationships that I have, I want to share that with others. So there's my, there's my story. Maybe you are, are shaking your head thinking, okay, yes, I, I've been there. I've thought that. I've felt those things. And so hopefully I've laid, I've laid the context. Just to leave you with one or two thoughts. The first is why this conversation is even necessary. And I have kind of three major ideas on that. The first is that female-led businesses make twice, on average, the revenue of their male business counterparts. That's a lot. And I think that that is done because women have unique characteristics and traits and talents that are often obfuscated because we need to be the good girl, we need to obey, we need to do yada, yada, yada. And I think that by having this conversation, we can three, four, five times that. Imagine, just imagine. I also was really inspired at the very early days of the pandemic, looking at the countries that really handled it very well at the very beginning. New Zealand, Germany, Taiwan, Denmark. These are all countries that have women leaders. And I don't think that that's a mistake at all. And finally, maybe my biggest point is that I do not want these traits and characteristics and things that can make us as females, as women, grow and expand and just live our best lives and be the best leaders and entrepreneurs that we can be. I do not want these traits painted over as masculine. I do not want men taking ownership of these traits as if it's something only they, um, you know, can, can own only masculine people can, can have these traits. That is the mistake that I've been making for so many years. And I do not want that. There's a lot out there about the bright and shiny you know, girl bossing or owning your own business kind of, yeah, there are stories, there are Instagram accounts, there are YouTube channels. This is not that. This is the gritty underbelly. This is, you know, this is a true story. But but seriously, this is women having the courage to share, to learn, to grow. And rather than leaning in, Fuck that, stepping out of what's expected of us, the path that we're supposed to follow, the traits that we need to use to be on that path. This is forging a new path. So every so often, I'm not going to tie myself to a cadence. Whenever I feel inspired, I will be creating a 20-minute podcast, and it will be all about the dark feminine and how we can use these traits and characteristics in our businesses, and really in our lives. So I hope that you will follow along in the journey. And I'll see you here next time. If you have any feedback or ideas, or you would like to come on the podcast, please reach out to me. My Instagram handle is Kalila E. Jones. I'll make sure that that's in writing somewhere because my name is very hard to spell. 
And again, this has been Kalila Jones on the Dark Feminine Podcast, episode one.